clock in, never clock out. No way with the slackers. No, no way with the slackers. No, 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 no way with the slackers. Clock in, never clock out. Clock in, never clock out. Clock in, never clock out. Welcome, welcome to the Path of Revelation podcast. I'm your host, Gabriel Parker, and this is where the culture meets scripture. Listen, I'm super excited. I have a great show today for you guys. Today's show is titled The Enemy of Joy. How do we walk in joy? How do we walk in peace? We're going to hop into that um, in the next segment. Um, But real quick, a few announcements. My new album, my debut solo album, Paradigm Shift, is available now on all streaming and digital outlets. Listen, You won't be disappointed. I've been getting great feedback off of the project. Make sure you go check it out. Um, It's on all digital and streaming outlets, however you listen to music. Also, we're in hoodie season. (laughs) Um, I I just released today, actually a couple of minutes ago or an hour ago or so, just released the Power Love Sound Mind hoodie. Um, It comes in black and red. Uh, I want to thank everyone who has purchased the t-shirts, which come in black, white, and pink. So make sure you go to pathofrevelationnow.com to check out some of the new merch that is available. Um, Listen, this show is sponsored by Parker Branding Group, which is my digital marketing company where we specialize in website design and management as well as social media management as well. Um, If you are looking for anything to do with branding, social media management, website design, go to parkerbrandinggroup.com. You can email at parkerbrandinggroup at gmail.com. And listen, if you guys are interested in any sponsorship opportunities on the path of revelation podcast feel free to email me at path of revelation now at gmail.com that's something that i've been um holding off for a while in terms of opening up to sponsors but hey now is the time so if you're interested in hearing um about some opportunities um to advertise with the path of revelation podcast feel free to email me but listen I'm so excited, man. This is a many of you out here are just your kids are starting school and 2020 has been a year full of unique challenges with the pandemic and everything that's going on. And so many of you guys are homeschooling for the first time now, you know, and I've just kind of been cracking up um, looking at a lot of parents commenting on social media um, kind of making fun of themselves and the challenges that they're having with homeschooling their children, especially us with younger kids. You know, my oldest son, uh, Andrew, uh, just started the first grade and he's homeschooling. And I have a three-year-old who isn't homeschooling, but just running around while my oldest is trying to uh, sit through his Zoom classes and videos and do his work so it's been it's been very very interesting and challenging and so I just want to encourage all of the parents out there you can do it (laughs) be encouraged 
Listen, we we have to set the right example for our children. And listen, I know it, it can be frustrating. And for many of us, this this whole pandemic and everything has just kind of threw all of our plans off. Many of us were planning to go be working during the day and drop our kids off at school or daycare. And now many of us have been forced to step off of our jobs or alter our schedules so we can accommodate our children and our children don't even fully understand the transition that that we're going through when we're trying to juggle everything and and it could be frustrating for us but i want to encourage you guys make sure you don't take your frustration off on your kids because it's very easy and i've been guilty of it i'm gonna just tell on myself i've been guilty of doing it and Listen, we have to pray for each other and encourage each other and understand, hey, it's a transition for them, too. Uh, many of our kids have been in um, indoors a lot more than you normal. Um, they've been separated from their friends and and things of that nature. So let's keep in mind um, that they're going through a transition, too, as we are. And listen, attitude is everything that's just something that i believe you know it's not what you do but it's how you do it and it's not what you go through but how you go through it and so let's make sure that we're setting the right example for our children as we go through these transitions and 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 these uh challenges that this new school year is bringing for all of us. So I'm praying for you guys. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. But listen, I want to get into the featured song for this episode. It's from my new project, Paradigm Shift. This song is called Numbers featuring J-Will Music. Listen, let's hop into it right now. Born on Solomon's porch, we had church in a house on the couch. Do you copy me? It was me and my brothers and sisters, my mother, my father. We don't have a following. While I'm at it, grandma had a church too. At the Holy Ghost house of faith in Christ, it was nothing but the word day and night. It was nothing but the word said twice. Fifteen people was a packed house. Kids in the back about to pass out. Been in church so long, I could sing these songs in my sleep. Boy, shut up and sit down. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we have the victory. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Satan, you have to flee. I bring that mentality into the music Numbers don't add up, there's more to it If I'm less Christian, more follow Keep the fans, I was cool without them Tell me, who are you without them? Probably wouldn't have a clue without them Cause you're afraid to know how it feels To start at the top and go to the bottom uh, What many chasing numbers My audience is one When my breath is gone What you wanna hear? Just wanna hear what done What many chasing numbers My audience is one when my breath is gone, what you wanna hear? Just wanna hear well done. Well done. Well done. Well done. Well done. I told him, ain't looking for numbers. Well done. Well done. All against the one, that is what we done. Ain't living for numbers. Kill my will, that's odd. 
to the ones that wanna chase cloud People will have you against God Crucifying was champion by crowd Majority isn't always right You could be outnumbered long as you're on his side Easy to choose the mob over God Whether please men and let the rabbit slide Our mask is a screen Every day on social media is Halloween He calls us wife a queen, she calls him king But in real life you wouldn't know the marriage suffering But hold up, they were just lovey-dovey Online fronting each other like a trophy See my social media and think you know me Always smiling but I'm depressed and lonely A facade, they come in many layers Validated as long as the numbers there Then by identity and hearts Likes and shares, but in Christ Know that the remnant's rare Contentment is worth more than any jewel Any jewel. wisdom is trash to a fool Carelessly living through Celebrities can't take money and fame when they bear me. bear me Levels of fame are iconic On top of the world, pray skyrockets But can't sleep, suicidal thoughts toxic Unfulfilled, overdose, what does it profit? What many chasing numbers My audience is one audience is one. When my breath is gone What you wanna hear? Just wanna hear well done What many chasing numbers My audience is one When my breath is gone What you wanna hear? Just wanna hear well done Well done Well done, well done. I told him, ain't living for numbers. Well done, well done. All against the one, that is what we done. Living for numbers. I once heard someone say that comparison is the enemy of joy and I, I probably read that statement or heard that quote probably two or three years ago but it's just it's always stuck with me as a reminder to not get caught up in comparing myself myself to others and even those who are close to me And by the grace of God, I've truly learned to be happy for others when they're progressing in life and they're being blessed. I've learned how to celebrate other people's victories, even when it seems like they're surpassing me (laughs) or leaving me in the dust. (laughs) I've learned how to truly be happy for people, but... If I be honest, when I begin to go through different transitions in my life and I feel like I'm being stagnant, that's when I find myself most wrestling with comparing myself to others. And many of us wrestle with this. Many of us aren't truly happy. Many of us aren't truly walking in joy because we spend so much energy and time comparing ourselves to others. Some of us can spend hours just scrolling on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, looking at people showing off their life, showing off their accomplishments, showing off their homes, showing off their families, showing off their spouses, showing off their children, showing off their cars, showing off 
their vacations, showing off their clothes, showing off their job promotions. And many of us can just scroll for hours day by day, comparing ourselves to others. And when we're done, we look at our own life and say, man, I'm not where I want to be. Man, I'm a failure. I feel like a failure. I feel like I'm not moving forward. I feel like I'm not accomplishing what I was what I'm called to accomplish. And we get caught up in comparing ourselves to others. I would and I would even go even further and say that. Living to please people, living for people's approval is an enemy of joy. One of the things that I've learned, and I want you to hear me real good when I say this, comparing and coveting will rob you of the lessons and growth God has for you in your journey. I'm going to say that again. Comparing and coveting will rob you of the lessons and growth God has for you in your journey. When we look at the word covet, it just basically means to yearn, to possess or have. It's a strong desire. Um, It's a desire that is really rooted in lust. It seeks to find fulfillment and purpose in things and people rather than God. And many of us have been have been miserable and unhappy because we have not realized that we have been become prey or victim. We have failed victim to the covetous nature of our flesh. And so now we wake up every day and we just go, we're just going through the motions, just trying to make it to the end of the day, trying, feeling like a failure, feeling like we're not accomplishing or living out our God-given purpose because we're so busy looking at other people. Some of us are single and we just want to be married. Man, once I once I get married, I, I you know, I and I've been there. Once I get married, I'll be straight. I get married. Man, once I get kids, man, I I'll be straight. I get kids. Once I get a house, once we get a house, we be straight. Once we get a new house, once we get a car, once we get a new car, I'll be straight. And it's it's nothing. It's never enough. It's never enough. I'm reminded of Colossians chapter three, verse two, where the scripture says. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. When we go down to verse 22, it says bond servants, 
Obey in everything those who are your earthly masters, not by way of eye service as people pleasers, but with sincerity of heart, fearing the Lord. Verse 23, whatever you do, work heartedly as for the Lord, not for men. In the King James Version, I think it says, do all things as unto the Lord. And so this is something that I constantly have to remind myself. Man, I'm doing whatever I'm doing as unto the Lord. So whether I sit in a position of authority overseeing others or whether I'm cleaning a toilet, (laughs) I'm doing it all as unto the Lord because my promotion comes from him. He's in control. And so sometimes we have to learn how to withdraw ourselves. And what I mean by that, sometimes it's hard to focus when you constantly are putting the distraction in your face. What do I mean by that? Sometimes you have to learn how to how to get away or set yourself apart from others. Even when we look at Jesus, there was times in Jesus earthly ministry where he went away from people. He went into the mountain by himself or he went into the wilderness by himself to get away from people to seek the face of the father. And we have to learn how to model. Jesus example. Sometimes we have to shut things off and say, God, help me to refocus. God, help me to know your plan for my life. Help me to not just be able to recite that all things work together for my for my good, but help me to know that all things are working together for my my good. Lord, help me to taste and see that you're good. Sometimes we have to learn how to press our way into the tangible presence of the Lord. To be reminded of who he is. Because when we're reminded of who he is, he reminds us of who we are. And when he reminds us of who we are. We don't need the validation of men. Which is often fickle. And futile. And so. We have to learn how to sanctify ourselves. Unto the Lord. When we look at Luke chapter 12 verse 15. And this isn't going to be a long show. This is probably the only story I'll dive into. But this is so important as we look at Luke chapter 12 and we're going to read verse 15 through 21. And he said to them, take care and be on your guard. And this is Jesus talking. He says, take care and be on guard against all covetousness 
Now, I want to stop right there before I continue. Jesus is saying, be on guard against all covetousness. It's so easy for us to start coveting. And, and here's the reality. All of us have some type of form of insecurity. Even if you don't consider yourself to be an insecure person, meaning you're extre- you're confident in who God made you and you're confident in your ability. All of us have weak areas or areas where we're where we have where we wrestle with insecurity. And usually in our areas of insecurity is where covetousness often takes root in our lives or lust. And so Jesus in, in, in Luke chapter 12, verse 15, he starts off by saying, take care and be on guard against all covetousness. And he goes on to say, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. Or in other words, your life isn't uh, summed up by your possessions or the things that you have. And many of us are looking at people and, and, and we're just robbing ourselves of peace. We're robbing ourselves of joy because we're on social media and we're like, man, look at how happy that 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 married couple is in my marriage. And I'm wrestling in my marriage or look how happy they are with with kids. And we and me and my wife can't have kids. And we begin to compare ourselves and we begin to wallow in what isn't taking place in our lives. And what ends up happening is as we begin to compare ourselves to others, we begin to covet what they have. And in us coveting and wallowing in what others have and what we don't have, we begin to lose sight of the things that we do have. We begin to lose sight of the fact that yet while we were in sin, Christ died for us. We begin to lose sight of the fact that we woke up um, with our right mind. We woke up with the activity of our limbs. And even if you don't have the activity of your limbs, you woke up with another opportunity to give God praise and glory. And we lose sight of of the things that God has done for us by focusing on what we don't have or what what's not going our way. And it is impossible. And hear me good when I say this. It is impossible to be grateful and ungrateful at the same time. It is impossible to be content and ungrateful at the same time. You have to pick one. And I'm and for me, I'm choosing to be content. I'm choosing to 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 glorify God. The Bible says that put on a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Praise. You know what praise does? It forces you to think on the goodness of the Lord. It it forces you to not complain on what you don't have because God has been too good for in him. We live, move and have our being. 
And though things may not be working out the way that I want them to, God is still faithful and God is still just. He is righteous and he is worthy to be praised. And you have to learn how to pull your flesh into subjection to that reality. Just because I don't feel blessed doesn't mean that I'm not blessed. And so Jesus, when we look at Luke 12, verse 15, he says, take care, don't be on guard against all covetousness for one's life does not consist of the abundance of his possessions. And he goes on in verse 16 and he told them a parable saying the land of a rich man produced plentiful plentifully. And he thought to himself. What shall I do for I have nowhere to store my crops in this parable? The crops represents wealth. It represents abundance. The rich man says, I have nowhere to store my crops. Verse 18. And he said, I will do this. I will tear down my barns and build larger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, fool, this night your soul is required of you and the things you have prepared. Whose will they be? Jesus said in the story, he says, who's all the things that you've acquired? You can't take them with you when when you die. What good will the things that you're living for be when you're dead? And that's a question we need to ask ourselves is the things that I'm losing sleep over are the things that are robbing me of my joy and my peace. Do these things have any eternal value? Ooh. Do any of these things have eternal value? Because many of us can be like this rich man and we can look at the new house that we just acquired or the house that we're pursuing or the, the business that we're working so hard at and the things that we're pursuing, the, the cars, the clothes, the jewelry, the, the prestige and the praise of people when we accomplish things. We can look at all of these things and the Lord is like, these things don't carry any eternal value. For only what we do for Christ will last. Am I doing what I do for people? Or am I doing it as unto the Lord? And so in verse 20, he says, fool, this night your soul is required of you. And the things you have prepared, whose will they be when you die? In other words, those things, all the things that you've acquired won't even mean anything because tonight you're going to die. Verse 21. So is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. 
Are we laying up treasure for ourselves or are we laying up treasure for God? Am I pursuing my dreams or am I pursuing God's intention for me, for my life? In other words, is my dream rooted in glorifying God? Is it a good idea or is it a God idea? Colossians 3, 2, set your affections on things above, not things on the earth. And so I'm learning that, man, when I'm earthly minded, being earthly minded is an enemy of joy. <laughs> sure, there's pleasure in sin for a season. Sure, that there can be pleasure found in pleasing our flesh. But when we sow into the flesh, we reap destruction and corruption. And so I'm often reminded of Paul in Philippians chapter four, as I get ready to close. And Paul is writing from a prison cell. And as he writes from a prison cell in Philippians four, this is a chapter I often bring up on this show. But Paul is in a prison cell and he, he writes and he says, man, I've learned how to have more than enough and how to not have enough. And he says, whatever state I'm in, I've learned to be content. In other words, I've learned to be grateful. I've learned to be tapped into the source who is Christ. And he says, whether I'm in a and I'm speaking in, me, in metaphor now, he says, whether I'm in a palace or a pit, he says, man, I've learned to be content. And then in verse 13, he says, for I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm reminded of Psalms chapter 37, verse four, where it says, delight yourself in the Lord. And he will give you the desires of your heart. Many of us need to learn how to start delighting ourselves in the Lord. Many of us have been beating ourselves up. And some of us and listen, hear me good when I say this. Some of us need to watch some of the preachers we're listening to. Some of these preachers, we think that it's OK because we feel better after listening to them and because they're using by scriptures and Bible stories. And we don't even realize they're really just tickling our ears. They're they're appealing to our flesh using scripture. And, and really, we don't realize they're preaching a narcissistic man centered message. And we think it's OK because it includes glorifying God. But really, when you look at the at the root of the message, it's always centered about you getting what you want. And we don't realize many of these. Flesh centered messages and. 
prosperity messages are really geared to condition us to covet what other what others have. Many of the messages and sermons that we're listening to is actually feeding our greed and our covetousness in the name of the Lord. (laughs) And we don't even realize it because we've made the Bible just as much about us as it is about God. And he's not going to share his glory with anyone. Uh Oh, this is a wake up call for all of us. And so we have to learn how to do what John talks about in John three, verse 30. He says, I must decrease. And he must increase. Many of us don't realize that the, the, the worst enemy in our lives isn't the devil but ourselves it's time to kill our flesh because as we begin to compare ourselves to others and and focus on man i gotta get this i gotta get that i gotta get it i gotta get it or look at them their life is so much better than mine's i gotta i gotta put on some so people know that i'm just as happy and really i'm not just as happy but i want to at least look like i'm just as happy and we're, we're going through the rat race and we're so busy trying to please other people that we don't realize that we're literally suffocating our spirit man and our spirit man is where the law of god is written upon our heart lord create in me a clean heart Renew the right spirit within me. That needs to be many of our prayer. As we strive to refocus and submit ourselves to the Lord. I will walk in joy. I will walk in peace. Lord, I'm going to learn how to celebrate other people. Some of us are distracted by people who are. And we don't even realize people are faking. Most people aren't as happy as they portray themselves to be. This is why you'll see. And and I, and I hope none. Of, this is none of the listeners that are listening. Now. This is why you'll see a married couple on social media. They're just booed up and so happy. And then two months later, they're divorced. I've seen couples. Uh, preparing to do marriage conferences and things of that nature and three months later they're divorced and it's like man you realize man it was all a show behind the scenes they were at each other's necks but when you look at on social media they appeared happy or you you see the person one minute they're they're posting like they're on the top of the world and then the next day they're talking like they're borderline suicidal And everybody's showing off and trying to prove that they're happy. And listen, I've learned that when you have to try to prove that you're happy to somebody is usually because you're not. And these are the people that we've allowed to distract us, people who have larger followings than us, people who are selling more music than us or have or have appear to have more success than us and we begin to desire what they have because we don't see the value in our journey we don't see the value in what God is doing in us 
because we just want to, we want the glitz and glam. We want what they have or what they appear to have. And I've learned that the grass, when it is is most of the times isn't greener on the other side of the fence. And usually when the grass is greener on the other side of the fence, it's because it's turf. (laughs) For my football people, you know, turf is fake grass because it's not real. And so, man, I, Lord, I need my mind fixed on the Lord. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. When we look at uh, Philippians chapter two. And I think I read this last week, but I want to read it again because I'm feeling it. But in Philippians chapter two, verse five, and I'm reading out of the ESV, it says, have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. And the King James says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. In verse six, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant. Being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Many of us have to look at Jesus. We have to learn how to look at Jesus and say, if he humbled himself. If God took on human flesh and humbled himself and to the human experience. Who am I not to humble myself under his mighty hand? Who am I not to take up my cross and die to myself? I'm reminded and I'm going to leave you with this. Paul said that I might know him in the power of his resurrection. Before we can know him in the power of his resurrection, we have to know him in the bearing of our cross and dying daily. There is no resurrection without death first. And so we have the old us has to die. That the new creature in Christ can be can come forth. Sanctification is living out the reality that we are a new creature. It is walking out the reality that we are blessed. And I don't have to compare myself to anyone else to know how blessed I am. All I have to do is look at the work of Christ. All I have to do is look at the precious blood of Jesus. And what he did for me on Calvary. And understand that before I was even a thought by my parents, before I was formed in my mother's womb he knew me he knew you and he sanctified you he knows the thoughts that he thinks towards you thoughts as as jeremiah 29 verse 11 for i know the thoughts that i think towards you thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end and what's so powerful about that scripture is The prophet Jeremiah was prophesying to the children of Israel and they had messed up. They were in exile. They were being judged by God and 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 chastised by God for their idolatry and their and their failure. 
And yet still God says, even in the midst of me judging you and chastising you, I just I chastise whom I love. And I'm only doing this to bring you into alignment with me. And so no matter how bad it may look, we have to know that he has a plan for our life. And is of peace and not of evil. He doesn't desire that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And so be encouraged. I pray that I said something today that challenged you, that encouraged you, motivated you to pursue the things of God and walk in confidence and not allow your joy to be sabotaged by comparison and coveting. Listen, I love you guys. Make sure you go to pathofrevelationnow.com. Check out all of the new merch. Leave a prayer request, suggestions for a future show. Listen, I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in to the Path of Revelation podcast. And this is where the culture meets scripture. <laughs>